I was over there. I was over there when when all the riots were occurring, man. It was really strange. And I got to see while I was over there uh, footage of the Rodney King trial, which I had never seen while I was here. I saw footage over there of the Rodney King trial. I think I figured out why the L.A. riots occurred. <laughs> Did you guys see these cops testifying, man? Do these guys have balls or what, man? These guys carry their balls in a wheelbarrow, man. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> man, my big balls is here to testify. Place your right testicle on the Bible. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? How's the weekend? It's good. Going well? Nothing to complain about yet. You don't seem too hungover. Uh, I don't know why I Surprisingly. <laughs> Did, did you did day, you not drink this weekend? We drank during the day yesterday. Oh, so daytime drinking. A relatively good hour. Enjoying the the summer weather up there in the uh, San Francisco yeah. Bay Area. Yeah, it's a heat wave. I know it's it's got to be ninety eight degrees here today right now. I'm sweltering. It's I don't unbearable. deal well with heat. Yeah, it is. Uh, my sister came down with a big chair this weekend, so uh, I got to uh, enjoy my my hospitality. I took them out for, I bought them lunch today over at Cantor's. When was the last time you went there? It's been a long time. The Jewish Deli. Did you see any, like, Hollywood producers there? <laughs> there were a lot of dads there for Father's Day. A lot of old Jewish dads. Like, a lot of old Jewish oh, people. About, yeah, like, the generations, though. It's like, you, you have the sons with their fathers, and their fathers with their fathers. And it's just, like, just generations of just ugly people eating brisket and pastrami sandwiches i felt that what home. kind of jewish food did you get i got lox lox and bagels which is one of my favorite jewish jewish um uh, plates to eat jewish dishes there uh my sister ends my sister's a big fan of the uh, pastrami sandwich so she was doing pastrami and matzo ball soup but what's I'm interesting sure that turned out well for her yeah but you know jared is sitting next to her on the flight back so i imagine he uh he was probably regretting regretting um, her choosing that that, that entree. What, what's funny about Cantor's, and I didn't know about this at the time, but Cantor's has a bar attached to it called the Kibitz Room. You ever see that hmm. place? No, I wasn't aware of that. I wasn't aware of that either. I walked. Is I walked, it all Manischewitz or what? No, it's, it's it kind of looks like a divey bar, and the the back in the day, like all these bands used to play there. It was like the spot. On Fairfax, like Guns N' Roses played there, and really, yeah, like all these different bands. Like, and so I was looking if you go in there, and like Cantor's is kind of a famous deli because it's been around for since like the '30s. And, you know, back when that entire area was just solid Jew, like solid Jew, and then now, like uh, that Melrose Fairfax, there's you know, there's 
an eclectic mix of people who live there. But you still see a lot of the like hardcore Jews with the hats and the beards walking around. Uh, but the kibitz room <laughs> was ran by uh, the Cantor's son, Mark Cantor, who was a who was like a rock and roll photographer, rich kid, obviously. But he yeah. he was like really good friends with Slash from Guns N' Roses. So if you walk in there, there's just all these is pictures. Slash Jewish. Yeah, Slash is a Jew. He looks kind of Jewish. He's kind of Curly got that hair, Jew fro going on. Kind of a big nose. I always thought he was either Jewish or Mexican because he's kind of he's kind of dark skinned, like dark complected. Kind of. I mean, the hair and the hat obscure his face. Yeah, I can't really tell. I can't tell by the the size of his nose. Like if uh, if he has like the Jewish schnoz. But maybe. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure. But if you go anyway, if you go in there, you get to see the whole, the walls are just lined with all these like candid shots of Guns N' Roses. Just, uh, you know, Axel just sitting on stage, smoking a cigarette, rocking out. And they're really young. It's, Take it's, a picture of Axel Rose going on an anti Semitic tirade one day <laughs> when he's drunk or something. That's, he seems like the type, right? He seems like the type just to go on a bitter tirade against everything. I don't think there is anything that Axel actually likes, except for money, women, food. He's kind of a fat ass now. They probably <laughs> Break, what corn rowing his hair for no reason. Uh, the the guy uh, Mark Cantor actually has a book of photos and uh, I think his memoir about hanging out with all the different rock bands at that place. But anyway, it's it's a great Jewish jelly. So people, if you come to Los Angeles, you, you got to go to Cantor's. Plus, it's open like 24-7. It's like open all night. So you go there like really? 3 in the morning. Yeah. That's one thing the Bay Area does not have are places that are open all night. Yeah, LA seems like to have an abundance You want to eat those. at like 10 o'clock, you're fucked. Yeah, LA has a lot of those. But, um, you know who's not going to be eating at Cantor's? Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> well, Hitler will not be eating at Cantor's. But another guy who will not be eating at Cantor's is Rodney King. Uh, Rodney they King. Don't blacks in there? No, Rodney King died today, Wackerly. <laughs> Although I didn't see any black people in there actually today. But uh, no, Rod- Rodney King died today. He died at the age of 47, which kind of surprised me. I thought Rodney King was much older than that. If you would have had me guess, I would have said 57 at least. Well, you know, I mean, if you think about it, the. L.A. riots and the, the the beating, the vicious beating occurred in like 1991. It's like over 20 years ago. So I mean, he must right? Have been, but I I, I kind of thought he was 37 at that time. He just he, lo- he looked older. I mean, 27. Yeah, he was uh, he was like 26, 27 years old. So hmm. um, yeah, according to uh, the news here, uh, Rodney King's fiance is telling friends that King uh, had been drinking and smoking weed in the hours before his death. Uh, he was found dead this morning in Rialto, California, uh, floating, or not really floating, sinking, I guess he sank at the bottom of the pool. I always thought you were supposed to <laughs> corpses float, but no, he was just... Uh, Especially fat corpses. He's kind of a tubby guy. He's a big guy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, was he, was he, did he gain a lot of weight in the end? Uh, yeah, he looked bloated whenever I saw photos of him. He also maintained that jerry curl look that most people had given up <laughs> that's amazing now he had that whole like soul glow like that curly yeah. greasy hair that i wish black people still have they not don't. long but um the like the short soul glow like lionel richie application well, i bet you lionel richie still rocks it what does lionel richie rock these days i haven't seen a picture of him i bet you I he, mean, probably he rocks stays out of the home. spotlight pretty much he, he probably looks like complete shit you know, he, as well he should, because he looks like a Halloween decoration, that guy. That guy's face, scare little kids. Yeah. Eazy-E was big on the, uh, the, the last cool guy Ice to Cube be did rocking it too. the Jerry Curl. 
Ice Cube did it too for a while, but and but yeah, yeah I don't true. think I think all those guys like as soon as like the the two thousands hit, they just shaved their heads. Except yeah. for Rodney King, he was still rocking that Jerry curl. Kind of Easy he was dead of AIDS at that point. Yeah. So. Well, so uh, the Rialto PD is opening a drowning investigation, but so far there are no signs of foul play. Uh, his fiancée, Cynthia Kelly, witnessed him drinking all day Saturday. Rodney King definitely had a drinking problem. You know, he was on the show Celebrity Rehab. I did know that, but I I never, like... Does anybody ever get cured from Celebrity Rehab? It never seems to work. I think you just... I think you can't because you start getting sponsored by all those liquor companies as soon as you come out because you're famous. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's like you're getting free bottles of vodka. Why, right. why, why do you need a cure? Um, this is kind of funny. So at 2 a.m., I bet you Rodney King would have been a fun guy to party with. Rodney King and Charlie Sheen, two guys that I'd love to party with. It's too much. You're bound to get <laughs> thrown in jail at the end of the night. Something is going to happen. Something awful will happen that you're going to regret. Uh, I, apparently, his fiance went to bed at 2 a.m., and she was awoken at 5 by King butt naked and banging on a glass door from the backyard. She then uh, reports hearing a splash. He was butt naked? <laughs> Rodney King was butt naked in the backyard, banging on the glass doors. <laughs> it's his own yard. Yeah, he's really drunk. 5 a.m. Uh, she then found King at the bottom of the pool. At that point, she called paramedics who were unable to uh, revive him. Uh, please, This is interesting. LAPD uh, Police Chief Charlie Beck released a statement today. You'd think that the police wouldn't be you know, overly fond of Rodney King, but they kind of have to be. Uh, Rodney King is a unique spot in the, both the history of Los Angeles and the LAPD. What happened on that cool March night over two decades ago forever changed the organization that I love. What? Okay, what? It rooted out the racists? Actually, they didn't really get punished. So it's interesting. You know, you think about this. I, th- I think a lot, of, a lot of people, especially a lot of our, I bet you a good portion of our fans probably weren't even born when this happened. No, but, but I mean the L.A. riots, you know, the L.A. riots and the Rodney King being beating was a significant event in our history. You know, which you always hear like your parents talking about, oh, JFK assassination. But it's like you know the Rodney King beating is something I and you know the first Gulf War were two things that I pivotal events that I remember from high school. It was a big deal, especially the True. Rodney King thing. I mean that was that that sparked the you know inside of the L.A. riots once the the officers were acquitted. But, you know, it's funny because it's been so many years. I was reading, uh, you know, an article about, about what, it, what actually happened. And I got to say, Rodney King was a badass. That guy's like a, a black superhero. He's like Luke Cage. He's a badass, dude. Well, because he can take a beating? No, he fought off like five police officers who were using tasers and still managed to fight them until finally he was subdued. But, Did they but, have tasers back then or was it mace? No, it was it was a taser. It was a taser. But I'm mean, must have been the first prototype. What's significant about about this police brutality case? It also involved. Uh, it was one of the first times there was uh, civ- civilian surveillance. It was one of the first times that a civilian actually took a video of the uh, right. of a crime, and then that, that video, was the whole problem. That's why everybody saw the video, and they just went. You know, they went ape shit. Yeah, I mean, it was watched thousands of times across the world. So, I mean, the I think if, if that video had not existed, it would have just been another police, you know, just a common everyday police beating of a black right. guy, which probably happened at, say, at least twice it. a week. No one would have heard about it. I wonder if it was one of those big video cameras that took the full-size VHS tape. Yeah, and then it popped out, like, the actual tape. <laughs> yeah, you gotta I wonder. put that shit on your shoulder. It's so big. <laughs> well, I mean, the guy, uh, the bystander here, George Holliday... I videotaped it from his apartment. 
Like he saw it. I mean, it was on the freeway. And he actually saw the beating and he videotaped it from his apartment. I mean, the, the video was, you know, there's a pretty decent resolution. It's decent quality. Yeah. You can actually see the faces of the police officers. You know, you have a great apartment when you can see the freeway from your window that closely. <laughs> What's interesting about it are the details of what exactly happened that night. I think a lot of people, a lot of our fans probably weren't even born yet, so they had no idea. And I, I don't, I mean, it's. It's been a while since I even you know thought about Rodney King, but you after, think it's a big section in the American history course at high school? I think it's a, this it's, month we're going to go over the Rodney King beating and the L.A. riots. That I think the L.A. riots. After the L.A. riots are a significant you know piece of history that occurred in the ni- in the nineties. And I think mm. that, I bet you they talk about it. They discuss it here. In it could the be a touchy subject for for public schools though. A lot of race, racial issues involved. Well, I think what's interesting about it, and after, after revisiting, I guess the uh, the event is, you know, King Rodney King was not a saint. Like everyone sort of, you know, sort of held this guy up as like, you know, he should be a role model for people, and he could have been if you think about it. I mean, he he was beaten. It was obviously, I mean, it exposed the racism of the Los Angeles Police Department. It exposed the you know, the, uh, the uh, weaknesses of our judicial system when they exonerated these, uh, they quitted the officers. I mean, you'd think he would have been like a civil rights activist. I think in order to say that they're racist, though, uh, you'd have to have a test case. Like, you'd have to have a big, scary, drunk white man being pulled over and resisting arrest and see if they beat the shit out of him, too. I mean, maybe the L.A. Police Department is just brutal, that doesn't necessarily make them racist. I don't and know. This was they, so long ago. I mean, it who said knows that, how they that operate when now. He was at the hospital uh, when they dropped him off at the hospital. Uh, some of the police officers were making racist comments and joking about how many times that they, how many times they uh, beat him, <laughs> and how many times they they hit him. So I mean, I, right. I think there might but have been number of times has nothing to do with race either. <laughs> well, no, but they were making racist comments and racist okay. jokes. Okay. So, but I mean, whatever. This is all hearsay. I don't know. I I would say that there was an element of racism involved in this beating, but you know, it might just be me looking into it. Right. You have no. You have no test case. No, we we definitely that. couldn't actually prove it. We can we can go back in time. <laughs> all I'm saying is, there probably was racism. But if a big white drunken white guy was re- resisting arrest with superhuman strength, I don't think the cops would have just been like. Oh, my good sir, you seem to be a bit inebriated and agitated. Would you please come to the comfort of our backseat of our police cruiser while we uh, take care of the situation? Now, I don't think you would have had, I don't think they would have given the guy preferential treatment. But also, I think if Rodney King, you know, and this is what's interesting about this, you know, everybody thinks, like, as soon as they hear about Rodney King, that the police just, like, you know, ripped him out of the car and just beat his face to a bloody pulp. It's like, but, but the man was not a saint. But in 1989, two years before this happened, he, he committed armed robbery, robbed the store in uh, Monterey Park, California. Only $200. Um, he threatened to hit the Korean store with an iron bar he was carrying, then hit him with a pole. He was convicted, and he, he spent two years in prison. Um, he had been convicted of uh, domestic violence during that time. And the night of the incident, the night of the beating... Um, he was with two buddies. He was with two friends. There's two other passengers in the car. They'd been drinking... At a friend's house watching a basketball game. And then uh, his... Now one that's one, racist, D. Well, they, that's what he says. <laughs> Were they really watching a basketball game? Or did you just make that up? It says the three men had spent the night watching a basketball game <laughs> okay, and drinking sorry. at a friend's house in Los Angeles. <laughs> 
Anyway, and I suppose we, they were eating ribs and drinking orange soda, right? It was grape soda, actually. But um, oh, I like some green soda. Actually, I like ribs too. I don't like basketball because I'm a cracker. And it, it was uh, Popeye's fried chicken, but I'm, there might have been ribs there too. I, I'm not sure. Okay. But anyway, after he was pulled over, um, they said his blood alcohol level is approximately 0.19, which is almost two and a half times the legal limit in uh, in California. And it went, they they spotted him speeding down the highway, and it was like a high speed chase. Like I mean, he, he the the officers actually had to like he was going through they through residential streets at speeds of around 80 miles an hour. And there were several police cars, and the helicopter joined the pursuit. And after about eight miles. Uh, they cornered his car. And uh, so what, what ended up happening is they, they asked all the uh, passengers to exit the vehicle. His two friends that were in the back were just like, you know, what the fuck, Rodney? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy motherfucker. They, they got out. And they were like, okay, face down on the ground. They complied. They're taken to custody without incident. King True. did not get out of the car. When he finally did emerge, he was acting bizarre, giggling, patting the ground, Waving to the police helicopter overhead. Patting the ground. What's yeah, that all about? I don't. And then he kept grabbing his buttocks. I'm not sure if he was trying to moon them or if he was trying to do that Ace Ventura talk to the ass thing, you know? Oh, yeah. That's a good bit. Always oh, funny. Yeah, maybe he was doing that. Which, cause that movie Ace Ventura was, wasn't out yet. Maybe he made that up and Ace Ventura stole it from him. What, what year did Ace Ventura come out? I thought Ace Ventura came out early 90s, right? I I was sick that week when they did that unit in American history. Also, <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't take it. You, you should have taken the Ace Ventura class. It was very, it was very important in my high school. I had to take remedial uh, Ace Ventura chronology when I got into college because I I didn't follow it close enough. When Rodney King grabbed his buttocks and uh, was talking to the officers through his through his anus. Um, one of the officers, a female officer, thought he was reaching for a gun. She drew her gun and pointed at King and ordered, ordered him to lie on the ground. Um, but the other officer, the sergeant in charge, and this is my favorite thing, is the surname of the sergeant that was in charge, Sergeant Kuhn. He okay. intervened, and he ordered the, the officer to holster her weapon. Then he, um, he ordered the four, himself and the, were, he and four other officers were going to subdue and handcuff King in a manner called a swarm. Which is a the swarm? The swarm. It's a technique that involves multiple officers grabbing a suspect with empty hands. With empty hands. The cops have empty hands? Yeah, they, they don't use tasers, they don't use batons, they just swarm. They just jump on you. It's like it's almost like a like a football game. Like they're tackling you. Sort of. It doesn't seem like really a technique, right? It's just like all right, <laughs> uh, we're gonna use the swarm, and the officer's like, "What do you mean? We'll just go get him. <laughs> just what? go grab him." I'm, I'm sure like, the other. Yeah, we're gonna are grab like, him. Obviously, we're gonna grab him. But like, is there like a a move? No, just go. All of y'all, go grab him all at once. It's called the swarm. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm surprised the, the other officers weren't just like, uh, you know, Sergeant. Um, you know, we we have guns, and we we have batons <laughs> here. Do, do you really yeah. just want us just to run in there, just jump on the guy? Because I mean, we do have tasers. <laughs> You know, we, swarm we, him. I said swarm, <laughs> God damn it. Damn it, we got to do the swarm again. Um, so anyway, as the officers attempted to do the swarm, King physically resisted it. And listen to this. This is how much of a badass Rodney King is. Um, because, uh, you know, I, don't, I think, I bet you the female officer could have subdued me without a problem. I, don't, I, I definitely <laughs> wouldn't have been able to fight off five dudes. But King just rose use the up. Old, just use the old wrestling technique. 
thumb right up the butthole. Right up the keister? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that does subdue an opponent. And, you know, maybe that's what the swarm is, actually. Yeah. You know, and the winner... Maybe they didn't put that in the article just to keep it sort of kid-friendly. And the winner gets cheese penetration. He gets free donuts for the week. Mm-hmm. That's probably what happens. Um... So King, the, the officers jumped on him. King rose up and tossed two officers off of his back. He then struck the, uh, another officer in the chest, knocking him down. After this, the sergeant ordered all the officers to fall back. They testified that they thought King was under uh, the influence of uh, PCP. In my day, we didn't have bath salts. We had PCP. <laughs> <laughs> King Pretty was standing, true. and he was not responding to Kuhn's commands. So Kuhn fired a taser into King's back. King groaned, momentarily fell to his knees, then stood back and yelled at the air for five seconds. <laughs> he then rushed, he then rushed the, uh, the officers, and I guess at that point they pulled out their batons, and they hit him on the head, knocked him to the ground, and then they just uh, continued to beat him. And this is the part where uh, Halliday was videotaping, um, videotaping from his apartment. I guess uh, the, the sergeant acknowledged that he ordered the baton blows, directing him to hit him with power strokes. Well, I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> this is like it's gay bondage movie, it sounds like. It almost kind of sounds like uh, one, of the, one of the movies my brother has. Right. You know? I the think power I'm, stroke swarm. I, I, I'm sure Jeff has swarmed some black men before. I know he's used power strokes before. Um. <laughs> So according to, to Jeff's Kuhn, a master of the power stroke, <laughs> master power stroker. According to Kuhn, they used bursts of power strokes and backed oh, off. Oh Jesus! Uh, the videotape shows King apparently continuing to try to get up. So after he had been smashed in the head with a baton, the power strokes uh, were employed. He still was able to get up. That at that point, Kuhn ordered the officers to hit his joints, hit his wrists, hit his elbows, hit his knees, hit his ankles, and it took uh, fifty-six baton blows, six kicks. And five or six officers then to swarm in again, and they finally handcuff the guy. Badass. Good job. Badass, dude. That guy, that guy, I mean, he had to have been on something. And I mean, it makes sense. You'd think it's like, I mean, it, it couldn't have just been adrenaline to give you strength like that. Hennessy. <laughs> Thunderbird. Thunderbird ESQ. That's what He's I'm really thinking. like the Hulk more than like Luke Cage. And he's like throwing people off his back and stuff, and screaming at the sky, yeah, bellowing. He was, just, he was he was just a badass. I wonder I wonder what he was like though. You know, during while they're watching the basketball game, I, I'd be scared to hang out with this guy. <laughs> but the whole time, his friends are probably just in the car, like, "God damn, Rodney King! That is one crazy motherfucker. Look at him go! Look at him go! <laughs> Get those! Just pigs. wind him up with some Hennessy, and he'll just fight the cops all night long." But he sounds like somebody, you smoke a little weed, and he's just going to get crazy. Something's going to happen. You don't want that guy to... He's the guy that you, you're like, all right, I'll go drinking with you, or I'll smoke some weed with you, but we're not smoking weed and drinking, because you just go off the rails. It's, something's going to happen. Uh, you right. know, when they took him to uh, the hospital, I guess he, uh, he had suffered 11 skull fractures, permanent brain damage, broken bones and teeth, kidney damage, and uh, according to his lawsuit, emotional and physical trauma. Uh, Why don't the cops just have a big net? That always seems to work in the movies, right? They just if they just had a big net, they could have netted him. They just throw it on struggle against the net, and then he he would just tire himself out. Or some kind of never understood why they don't employ the net. 
Or like a glue gun or something, like a really huge glue gun. glue gun. gun. I, I could see that working. You know, next thing you're Maybe. covered in this gooey glue substance and you're stuck on the ground, you can't move. That's also a movie that Jeff has. <laughs> is that way? Is that before? Okay, the power strokes precipitate the glue gun, right? Right. And then, uh, then the opponent is subdued. I'm also surprised that they had all these, what, like twelve police officers, right? Something like that. Six. How many? Nine. Six. There were six. Oh, of them. six. Yeah. But none of them were black. No. There's one I woman. They, I think they're all white, and uh, there's only one female officer. Uh, they say here that the that they uh, they gave him a blood and urine. They took blood and urine samples. They tested. They said the test showed traces of marijuana, but no indication of PCP or any other illegal drug. So, no, he wasn't on it. He uh, he was not well, under the influence. Well, didn't test. It wasn't under test the influence of PCP. Faulty, maybe so. he's just that strong. Superhuman strength. I don't know. So the LA the LA district attorney charged the officers with the use with the use of excessive force. And uh, as history has proven, the jury, which there were 10 white people, one Latino, one Asian, uh, they acquitted three of the officers and, but could not agree about one of the charges for Powell, who is one of the, uh, another officer on the scene. So it was that acquit acquittal in uh, April 1992. That's what sparked the LA riots. That's when uh, all hell broke loose in the streets of Los Angeles. And because of those riots, they reopened the trial and then they end up finding the jury then which I didn't know you were allowed to do that. Retry people for the same crime. Isn't that double jeopardy? I think so, but, you know, shit. sometimes people fold under political pressure and do illegal things. Well, I think uh, I think the uh, district attorney or the city of L.A., the mayor, was just like, you know, we don't want to piss off the black people again. They are, they are very strong. They can break a lot of shit. So let's just uh, try these guys one more time. So, so then, what happened the second time? I don't remember. Well, the second time they found uh, three of the officers, or two of the officers, Sergeant Powell and uh, Kuhn, guilty. They were sub subsequently sentenced to 32 months in prison. That's it. Just 32 months in prison. Well, the other two were quit of all charges. So really, I mean, could you imagine that those two guys in prison? They must have loved that. Made a oh, lot of they friends just put in them in administrative segregation. They're in no danger. Yeah. Well... So, so you'd think after all this, Rodney King gets $3.8 million. And, uh, you know, obviously he has his place in history, exposes racism in, uh, you know, in, uh, in the LAPD. Um, you, know, the, the, you know, the police brutality was caught on film. It was just a major, your life-changing event. You'd think he would lead a fulfilling life as a civil rights activist. I mean, he could have. I mean, it, it's, he seems like he's, you know, he took this beating and... Uh, he could have actually like really affected people's lives. Instead, he just just started drinking. That three point eight million dollars bought a lot of alcohol for him, and uh, he went to jail like subsequently many times. He was arrested in nineteen ninety five. He hit his wife with his car, knocking her to the ground. He was sentenced to ninety jails, or ninety, 90 days in jail. He was sentenced to ninety. He was sentenced to ninety days in jail after being convicted of a hit and run. After that, and two thousand for running over your wife, you only get ninety days in jail. That was it. 2003, wow. he was arrested again for speeding and running a, a red light under the influence of alcohol. Um, November 29th, uh, 2007, he, while riding home on his bike, he was shot in the face with birdshot from people trying to uh, steal his bicycle. Um, yeah, and then uh, King was on like Sober House, uh, Celebrity Rehab, and uh, apparently I don't think it really solved his, uh, his addiction problems with alcohol. Apparently not. Apparently not, and uh, yeah, and uh, this uh, today, 
Now, what I, do you think actually happened? He just was drinking in the pool and passed out and <laughs> fell and slipped under the water. Do you think he fell and hit his head and then fell into the pool or what? You know, I I, I have no Nick idea. I mean, he was butt naked in the backyard. I bet you. I, I bet you that naked. man. I bet you that man, though, could drink a lot. He must have had an insanely high tolerance. I wonder what he was drinking. No idea. I'm thinking he probably was drinking Hennessy. Uh, I don't know. Fine cognac. Why not? He, he, I mean, three, well, do you think the $3.8 million lasted him like the uh, this past 20 years? It's a lot of money. So he probably we, bought the house, right, with the pool? Yeah, he probably bought the house with the pool. Um, I, w- I wonder what he did for a living. Like, I, n- I know he had brain damage. I, I just, I wonder. Do you think he like was was got one lump sum, or do you think he was paid out over a period of years? I wonder how this worked for him. I don't know. Like winning a game show. I want to know how he how he scored a bird. Well, apparently, how did been... he land a wife? Well, like, you know, hey, I mean... you know who I am? <laughs> I'm famous. <laughs> I'm Rodney King. Well, I mean, he could go Let's anywhere. Go and be out. like, I'm motherfucking Rodney King right here. <laughs> Women, I'm sure. I'm sure girls are impressed by that. They knew he had a, almost four million dollars. Probably lasted him kind of a long time. But yeah, I wonder what happened. I mean, I bet you he was like shit faced. Probably drank Hennessy all day, smoking some weed, and uh, yeah, probably just uh, hit his head or something. Uh, maybe tried to do a, a dive or a flip, cannonball. Probably a cannonball into the deep end. Cannonball gone wrong. Yeah, cannonball. Was there a diving board? Or maybe a jackknife. How do you do that one? Is that the one where you just hold one knee up? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a while since I've <laughs> engaged in that type of tomfoolery in the pool. Well, I wonder what they're going to do. Do you think people are going to uh, laud him as a hero? I do wonder what they're going to say at his funeral. What the eulogy is going to talk about. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few days. I'd like to know how that man was remembered. I don't know. I, I personally, I think he's a badass. I would not fuck with Rodney King. Was a badass. Was a badass. Yeah. Now he's a corpse. Yeah. Now we can't go to Cantor's. Uh, people, this is episode <laughs> 334 here, Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week's show, episode 333. We did two stories. Uh, the first involved a Hackensack, New Jersey man who, uh, who eviscerated himself um, through his intestines out at uh, some police officers. Uh, the second story involved a psycho cannibal gay porn star who was caught ego surfing. Uh, you know, it was a very close race between these two stories. And the one that won is the second story. Psycho Cannibal Gay Porn Star won by a slim margin of two votes. Whoa. So congratulations there, listener, to you won Sick and Wrong, episode 333. Please contact me at sickandwrongpodcast.com and you can claim your prize. People, you know the way this show works. Wacken and I present the most disturbing news items of the week. Audience votes. Winner gets a Sick and Wrong care package. I think everyone's a winner that listens to this show, though. That's patently false. <laughs> <laughs> People, you can send your stories to sickandwrongpodcast.com, submit them via Facebook, through Twitter, or even through the Sick and Wrong forum. Oh, actually, we got a couple good stories here for this week. There's no shortage of good Sick and Wrong news. Before we get to that, how about a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com? It's Butt Plug Month on adamandeve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. 
Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So the first story we uh, received here was sent in by a couple listeners actually sent this in, but uh, the first guy that sent in was a guy named Pat. He writes, I could picture Wackerly doing something like this in about 20 years. I don't know, Wackerly. Were Quite you... old at that point. 57? We're, you know, this story is about a, a bully. Um, the, here's the headline. Fatal revenge for locker room jockstrap prank in the 1950s. Sentenced 73-year-old man to life in prison. Were you ever bullied in high school? Were you bullied by anybody? No. I mean, can't I can't say that I was. I can't imagine you being any less nerdy in high school. I mean, you about the same nerd level as you are now. About. Which I don't think there was a big bullying problem at my. I mean, I think you were never fucked with, not even once. No swirlies. Nerds, nerds weren't bullied in our time. Queers were. I guess I, I don't even recall gay kids being really bullied at my school. I mean, people were made fun of, but. I don't, yeah, I don't really know. I know right, I don't... but see, you're probably the bully. You're like, well, we made fun of him. We weren't bullying him. Meanwhile, like those kids are, you know, having going into therapy right now. But the, but we're this just, thing, we were just joshing about. Well, this thing, it's like you know, I've given a couple wedgies in my lifetime. I've received quite a few wedgies in my lifetime. It's just part of of high school. But it's you just, know, I can it's honestly just say, exactly. It's just it's innocuous grabas. And that's what high school kids engage in. That's what we do. Yeah, I, I do. Th- yeah, a lot of people who, who, you know, they're all completely up in arms about bullying and it's, oh, it's America's greatest problem. I do sometimes think, you know, just man up and take it. Come on, grow a sack. Seriously. Grow a sack. It's just, you got a couple of wedgies. You got swirly. Like, we all did. However, move how- on. However, I can honestly say I've never received an atomic wedgie. No, neither have I. An atomic wedgie, and let's clarify this term. So a regular wedgie is when someone comes up behind you, grabs your the, the band of your underwear, you, and just pulls. And it's wedgies. You know, wedgies were much more effective back when everybody wore tidy whities, right? Well, most people still wear tidy whities, right? I don't think they. I don't think tidy whities are as prevalent as they used to be. Can you wedgie boxer shorts? Like, is that possible? I mean, you can, but it's not going to be as effective as just like those those Y front briefs. That would just go right up your ass crack. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's, and that was the that was the point. You just pull it up, and but the, but there are two kinds of wedgies. There's just a regular wedgie where you just grab it and pull it, and it's right up your ass crack, your ass crack. And then the second kind was the kind where it actually would rip off the band of your underwear, which is kind of a saving grace, right? Like because that that prevents the wedgie from being fully performed because. The part that they're gripping on has become detached from the underpants. Well, I don't think the goal of the wedgie was always to give you an atomic wedgie, which is kind of the nuclear bomb of all wedgies. That's like when you actually pull the underwear so high up that you put it over the person's head. From behind, yeah. From behind, which I've never had that happen to me. I guess I've had people attempt it, but I've never... And I, I just don't think all wedgies, that was the ultimate goal, is to give someone an atomic wedgie. I think some people just want to it's pull pretty you. sweet, though, if you can manage it. <laughs> it's it's amazing that someone was would be able to do that. I mean, that takes dexterity. It takes strength. It also, uh, timing. And, well, and, the and, underwear itself has to be resilient. And, yeah. The luck, and, there's a bit of luck involved. 
Yeah, I mean, there's just so many different elements at play for a successful atomic wedgie. Well, in this story, uh, this was a uh, very successful atomic wedgie. A jockstrap was pulled over his head in a high school locker room more than 50 years ago, half a century ago, provoked a 73-year-old South Dakota man to fatally shoot his long-ago classmate. So this guy the jockstrap held a is a whole other story, right? Kids don't even wear jockstraps anymore. But jockstrap, jockstraps, there's no back, there's no like, uh, you know, there's no back, like posterior portion of a jockstrap. Right, but I think that the leg straps could still go up your crack, right? If you pulled hard enough on the waistband. Uh, So the leg straps, so he probably pulled and then it just went over his head. It seems like you could almost lose a nut if that, you know, went bad, if something got tangled up down there and then it was pulled (laughs) over your head. It's kind of dangerous, but kids don't wear jock straps anymore. Yeah, they just let their balls hang free. Well, no, they they wear compression shorts, which are like bike bike shorts with maybe without the pad. How come, what, what I happened to the jock strap? Jock straps are like old, something old men wear. Like, oh, I've got my hernia <laughs> band on. <laughs> so this was a this was a wedgie of the atomic variety here. Uh, Carl Erickson. Uh, last month, pleaded guilty but mentally ill to second-degree murder, and he was sentenced to life in prison uh, this past Friday. He was charged in the killing of a retired Madison High School teacher and track coach, Norman Johnson, who was shot twice in the face as he answered the front door. Um, apparently, Erickson, uh, during the trial, indicated that the decades-old locker room incident led to the shooting. So this guy held a grudge. For over 50 years. I mean, this atomic, this atomic wedgie was such a significant event in his life that he never could get beyond it. Never moved beyond, never moved past it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me because it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of stuff happened in high school that you, you know, that affected your life in, in some way. I mean, got I, I remember a lot of different events, but especially like bullying events. You know, a lot of kids. You know, we we all had. Uh, you know, we were all received wedgies. We all received. I've received a couple swirlies in my time. You know, I've given a couple swirlies. It's just as part of growing up. This guy, though, I've, I maybe you get, sh- you get shoved into the urinal while you're taking a piss, and your front of your pants are all wet. That you get your books one. kicked out of your hands. I mean, I wonder if kids are still doing that. If that's the kind of bullying they still do. You it's know, all it's all online now. I think it's just Facebook. They're just lazy, you know. Kids, they'd rather type a they type a zinger into your Facebook page. But like, you know, we used to work for the bullying. Well, it's amazing that someone could hold a grudge for that long. I I don't know. I, I was trying to think if there's anybody they have a grudge against, and I can't really. It's God, I can think of a couple bosses that I've had that I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, exacting some revenge on. But I, I don't really have anyone that I've held a grudge for that. You know, lengthy of a period of time. Right. I just don't care about enough stuff. Because, I mean, it seems like if some guy stole your girlfriend away, you'd hold a grudge. But that's not really ever happened, I don't think. Not that I knew of. Not that it was thrown in my face. God, you know, I I have... Or like, you know, they, they scratched your car, keyed your car or something like that. But that's never happened either. And if it did, I just don't think I would care. Like, you're an ass. Yeah, I'd Why'd be like, you you're that? an asshole. But I wouldn't hold a grudge. But then again, you've never received... You've never been atomic wedgied. True. I mean, if you received an atomic wedgie, you might not have been able to move past that one. I mean, this is... 
It's a pivotal moment in this guy's life. Uh, Mr. Johnson, um, the I guess he gave the wedgie. He was a high school sports star. And Erickson was a student manager, whatever that means. Classic jock the, versus the team. This is the sports team. Of the student, well, I think he was the student manager of like student council or something. This, this sounds to me like jock versus nerd. I think you might be forcing it a little bit, though. Maybe. <laughs> like the president of the student council isn't called the manager. He's called the president or the secretary well, the, or the what, treasurer. What is the there's student no, there's manager. no manager of the student council. Well, is there a manager? Of, I mean, this is, but this is back in the 1950s. Right. This is happy Maybe days that, Sometimes we had, like, we had like a little store in my high school that students ran. Maybe he managed the, the candy store, candy and sundry items. I think Mr. Johnson was like Ted McGinley, and Mr. Erickson here was more like Potsy. Potsy Weber. <laughs> from- <laughs> I don't, is Ted McGinley is somebody from Happy Days? Ted McGinley, yeah. Like he came in, uh, I don't know, he was like the jock guy in Happy Days. <laughs> I think Fonzie I think fought most, him. I mean, I know you have this like fully formed and developed knowledge of Happy Days, but <laughs> I think if you're going to try and relate it to most people, you got to stick with like the Fonz. But the Fonz was a sports star. Uh, Richie. Those are like you know maybe Ralph Mouth, but nobody remembers any of the other characters except for you, Ted McGinley. <laughs> Ted McGinley was one of those guys that when he came on a uh, sitcom, he ruined it. He's the guy that every sitcom jumps a shark when Ted hmm. McGinley's on it. Remember that guy? If you show me a picture, I, I mean, I've watched enough TV, I'd be like, oh, that guy, but he was on, not uh, in my memory banks. He was on Married with Children. The structure of Happy Days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if, I, if I'm going to take Ted McGinley out of the uh, analogy here, I, I, I don't know. Was there another jock in Happy Days? Not that I... I mean, I think your go-to jock is going to be Biff from uh, Back to the Future. That Back to the Future. About. Okay, so Biff and uh, uh, McFly. That's right. what this situation was here. McFly was probably a student manager. So um, Mr. Johnson, the high school sports star's daughter, Beth, said her dad hadn't spoken to Erickson for many years, and it was puzzling that the man held on to a grudge for so long. She dismissed uh, the event as it was just goofing off in a locker room. Yeah, maybe for, maybe for her. She doesn't know <laughs> what an atomic wedgie feels like. I'd like no, to give her an atomic wedgie. did not get wedgied. No. God. Yeah, I'd keep, they might keep, like it. Yeah, they fact. actually might enjoy it. <laughs> um, the next girlfriend I have, I'm just going to give her one in the middle of the night while she's sleeping. Just go up Surprise! and just grab it. <laughs> um, Erickson here, uh, she said Erickson has not been right for many years, adding that he was envious of her father's success and standing in the community. Quote, unquote, he was just jealous of dad his whole life. Why do you think he waited for so long to get revenge? That's what I'm wondering. Like, what was the breaking $20 million point? Twenty million dollar question. Maybe he has. Maybe it hasn't come out, but he's got diagnosed with terminal cancer or something. He's finally gonna like settle all the scores. You know what I think it was? I think it's every time he went to like the uh, I don't know the bingo hall or the veterans club or that old dive bar down the street. Someone was like, "You remember that atomic wedgie that uh, Norm gave you?" Your underwear mm-hmm. was over your head. Never, he probably never could get past it. And he probably, I mean, he probably never had a family. Probably lived alone. Had a cocker spaniel. Drank a lot of MGD. Man's best friend. You know, probably watched Battlestar Galactica. And, uh, you know, he, he ended up going to this bar, and someone made that, that, that one joke one more time. 
about the uh, atomic wedgie. Or maybe he was at Rite Aid buying pills, and he's standing in line. There's Norm. Okay, what's up there, Carl? <laughs> Remember that wedgie? Or maybe the guy pantomimes giving him another one. And that was it. <laughs> that's, my fa- that's my favorite theory. That the other old man is pantomiming the wedgie he gave him 50 years ago. Hey, buddy. Ooh, remember that? Like, yeah, really fucking funny. It's 50 years ago. Actually, I don't remember. I'm old. I don't remember anything that happened in high school. Sorry. And then you're just like, I'm just going to shoot you in the face. You don't deserve to live. Well, that's exactly what happened. Uh, Erickson told the judge that he rang the doorbell at Mr. Johnson's house. He then asked his classmate to verify his identity before shooting him twice in the face with a 45 caliber pistol. And this, this is the worst part. During the hearing, both of Johnson's daughters read statements and stared at Erickson directly in the eyes and said, I'm speaking to you, Carl. Uh, they first noted that Sunday, today, is Father's Day, and her dad each year looked forward to enjoying his favorite meal of fried chicken, potato salad, and rhubarb pie, and he's not getting it this Sunday. It's a good meal. It is a good meal. That would actually made me kind of happy that he ruined Father's Day. Um, she told Erickson that more than 600 people attended her father's funeral, including a member of his own family, and that her father is well-liked and respected by all. She goes, so I can't blame you for being jealous of my dad. Um, and she, then they went on to talk about how the, he had a dog and the dog didn't leave his side after he died. But it's like, could you imagine? He's being, he's being taunted from the witness stand. Yeah. I don't know. I guess uh, he showed no remorse, and he did not address the grudge uh, during the hearing on Friday. Apparently, he was significantly depressed and suicidal, and uh, he, was, uh, he was under the care of a psychiatrist. He has a long history of anxiety Oops. problems. <laughs> Failure. So, nice, nice job, psychiatrist. <laughs> really helping him get past his issues. I don't know. It all stemmed from this atomic wedgie. So bullies out there that listen to this show, uh, maybe you should think about it. Maybe you should consider your actions. Next time you're about to deliver an atomic wedgie to that nerdy kid. I don't know. This kid might, uh, especially nowadays. Now, now it seems like every kid will just go get a gun. Yeah, they won't or a wait trench 50 coat. years. And they're not going to wait 50 years. If this guy didn't like getting atomic wedgie, he's really not going to enjoy being anally raped in prison. I yeah, mean, life imprisonment. Saying. But, I mean, he's 73 years old. How much, how much, more, you know, how much more time does he really have to wait? <laughs> to get anally raped? <laughs> Well, you, you never Is that know. how I want to spend my golden years? Oh, you're old, Grandpa. Don't worry about it. Just a little rape. You're old. Eh, I guess you're right. I am pretty old. <laughs> Just rape me. Go ahead. Do you really think, though, that, uh, that you know, when an old man like that goes to prison, they're just like, sweet, we're so going to rape that old guy? I think it's the young guys that get raped. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take the chance, okay? I'm oh. old. Nobody will rape me. Oops! Guess I was wrong! I gotta say that uh, as soon as word gets out, like what exactly happened, the circumstances of this case, I'm sure the prisoners are going to be lining up to give that guy a wedgie. I mean, you're in prison, why not? <laughs> I, like the, I like this prison you have in your mind where it's just hijinks. I, I picture a lot of bullies in prison, okay? It's like a John Hughes movie version of prison. Well, you think every prisoner has like this massive erection. They're just ready to stick it in your ass as soon as you walk in, no matter your age, race, creed. That's what it's like. <laughs> I like the hijinks prison better than the gay rape prison. I don't know. It might just be me. Yeah. But maybe 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 you get a bit of both. Probably somewhere in between. Who knows? What do you have here for the second story?
I have one sent in uh, by a listener. He says, this is why when I feed the ladies my jizz, I make sure it's fully cooked first. Otherwise, bad things happen. Signed, The Undertaker. That made no sense at all. <laughs> in several parts. <laughs> I was about to yeah. say, how do you cook jizz? How do you microwave cook your it? jizz? Do you spunk it out in your hand, then you cook it, then you come back to bed, and then you feed it to her? You know, it's interesting to me. I've never thought even once to put my jizz in the microwave. I don't even know what would happen. I guess we know what you're doing after this. <laughs> yeah. Be sure to use a microwave-safe container. Uh, there's a woman, I think it's in Korea. She's Korean. Although, yeah, South Korea. She's 63 years old. And I would rather get a to- an atomic wedgie than have my mouth, when I'm eating squid, calamari, have my mouth filled up with the semen of the squid. Yeah. Jesus. Which is even grosser than you think, which I'll get into. I- I've eaten squid that's like cooked in its own uh, ink. You ever have that? Is that like a Korean dish? I think it, I had it at a Spanish restaurant. They do that. And that's kind of gross, right? You know, like the octopus, they squirt the ink so they can get away. Is it their bitter? Their natural defense mechanism. And is then the bitter? Spaniards, they yeah. cook yeah, cook the squid in that ink, which is pretty funny. It's just disgusting. It, right? <laughs> like, oh, I'll escape from you. And this guy, Spanish guy is like, ah, oh, take the ink and cook you in it. Bitter irony there. It's not bad. No. It's a little weird, though. I think it makes your tongue black. I don't like the but, consistency of calamari. You don't like it? No, nah, it just it tastes it's chewy and just it's weird to me. I like it. I like the chewiness. Okay. You like a deep fry? Have you ever had a deep fried and just like sautéed both ways? Yeah, I've I've had both. I've had both varieties. And I'm just I, I I'm, just, I'm not into it. Yeah, it's kind of like eating dead skin. Yeah, and it's just chewy. It's just it's weird. Yeah, I'm into it though. But after this article, maybe not so much. Uh, and 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 here's the thing. Girls are going to be like, look, you guys are always wanting us to swallow your load, you know, while we're blowing you. <laughs> and now you you think this is so gross, but it is gross because squid sperm is a whole different kettle of sperm. Um, Our sperm's not that go, bad. Let me go through the timeline a little bit. So she's at some like lunch counter or whatever, maybe dinner even, and she bites into the squid and she immediately feels something in her mouth which uh, she describes as bug-like organisms. And we always say that these stories might be hoaxes, especially if they're from the Far East, because who knows what the fuck's going on over there. But they're actually... uh, A Bethesda, Maryland uh, scientific journal has actually written an article about this because it's so crazy. She immediately went to the hospital because she, like... It wasn't just like, ooh, something gross was in my mouth and I swallowed it. It's like, something gross is still in my mouth and I can't get it out. Um... (laughs) Because this isn't just, uh, it's not just sperm, it's called uh, spermatophores. So it's actually like this little sack with this like sort of, some, let me, I don't want okay, okay, to fuck it up, so let me read actually what it says. Twelve small, white, spindle-shaped, bug-like organisms stuck in the mucous membrane of the tongue, cheek, and gums, and they all had to be completely removed. So wait, they anchored into her mouth. Yeah, it's not just the sperm. It's like the um, it's like a sperm delivery organism that's like all part of the sperm. Oh my god, this is hideous. This is horrible. 
And uh, it says it's like a cement-like material to make them stick. And obviously, in the natural world, it's supposed to stick inside the lady squid's lady squid part. Uh, they they talk to this squ- squid enthusiast. It's actually what it says in the article. This woman's a squid enthusiast. I imagine <laughs> she's, she's some type of a marine biologist. Her name's Dana Staff. And she says that... Um, She's had uh, hundreds of squid sperm loads on her on her hands, but she's never felt a sting. And she points out that the skin on your hands and the rest of your body is much too thick for these little things to get stuck. But the skin on the inside of your mouth is obviously softer, and and it has you know the mucous membranes on it, whatever. So the squid sperm spermatophore with the uh, you know the things that like grab in and whatever the cement, it get, it just stuck right in there, and she had to get it medically removed. So I mean, you most squid enthusiasts just spend their time just jacking off squids. That's what it sounds like. She <laughs> like says a, hundreds of, of squid have ejaculated on my fingers. Just hundreds of squid loads. But you know she should try, you know, jerking one off into her mouth sometimes. Yeah, and say, and then see what happens. But so, see what happens. That's what scientists do, right? You see what happens. I, I don't get it. So this woman was at a restaurant. Was she right. just holding the squid, like, to her mouth like a penis? Like, just, like, you know, lengthwise and about to eat the whole thing whole? I, I don't get it. Like, don't you chew it up or cut it up with a fork? How did it, like, ejaculate? How, how did it get the money shot in her mouth, basically? Well, I think it's like a bite-sized squid. Oh, and so it's a tiny... it in her mouth. The article does point out, I don't want to, uh, you know, the economy's bad. People running these restaurants have enough problems. So I do want to point out that um, Western calamari fans need not worry because in the West, where fucking normal people live and eat normal things, the internal organs are usually removed before consumption. But in South Korea, they're just like, hey, we got this thing out of the water. Why don't you just shove the whole thing right in your mouth? <laughs> really? It looks like it's about to blow a load. Did it, was it like having sexy time when you pulled out of the ocean? Oh, I don't know. We don't check that kind of shit. Just put it right in your mouth. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. It's j- ejaculated mutant fucking creature sperm the in the Critters that are anchored in, my, in my, the inside of my mouth. You know, you know what's funny about this though, and, and that's the thing with like these Asian countries. It wouldn't surprise me. It's it's within the realm of comprehension if they're like, no, the best way to eat these squids is you rub its head off first until it like actually blows its load in your mouth, and then you swallow it. Oh, it's the greatest delicacy in the Inzi world. But it does not make sense. I am the French expert on <laughs> the Asian cuisine, and I always love to have the squidges right down the back of my throat. You're just going to massage his head just, just like this. Seems like the trick, if that were the case, would be to get the, the sperms to go all the way in, like, to the back of your throat and swallow them before they can latch on to your soft palate. So what happens if they latch onto your esophagus? Or your uvula? <laughs> What would that feel like? They're just all chilling there. God damn it. Maybe you had one of those water picks. Yeah, and then uh, you could just kind of pick them off. But are these like microscopic? I doubt it. <laughs> they said that there were, they don't know, because they said that there was 12 in there. I mean, they could count them. So, what, I mean, was she in like excruciating pain? I imagine it's the size of a sea monkey. Oh, it's... <laughs> She said it stung. I don't think it was as painful. It should, you know, it stings, which is painful, but I don't think it was excruciating pain. I think it's the mental anguish of, oh my God, there's like insect sperm and I can't get it out of my mouth because oh my it's God. like latched on with its little 
prehensile sperm claw. I would never make out with her again if I was married to her. I'd be like, that's I it. Would, I would probably commit suicide. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, if you were dating her, if that was like your girlfriend, I'd be like, all right, sorry, we're not making out anymore. Squid sperm breath. <laughs> I definitely would make her gargle with scope. I wonder if that would kill it. I don't know. Listerine, baby. Or, I mean, the question is, when it dies, does it detach? What if you kill it and now it's just a dead, it's a dead sea monkey sperm creature attached to your mouth? Yeah, just Now dead your breath's s- going to smell really bad. Oh, God, forever. Yeah, no, that'd be horrible. That'd be horrible. Well, that So did she get knocked up? Easily. Huh? Did she get knocked up? <laughs> the, <laughs> while you were watching Happy Days and categorizing it in your brain, I was actually taking the sex ed classes back then, and uh, you can't have a baby in your mouth whole. You can get AIDS, though, so watch out. Yeah, yeah, you got to be careful about that. So then what happened? They removed it, and she's fine now? Everything's good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything's good. Except she's going to have to, like, she's never going to sleep again. Wow, I would I, I would she have, doesn't eat any more squid. I would have a grudge against that chef. I'd, you know, I would. But, what, but how can you blame the chef? I mean, like, like I said... Should they like pre jack off every squid just to make sure no sperm's gonna come out? Next time I eat squid, you think it was not cooked. It? I guess it was raw, wasn't it? Next time I go to an Asian restaurant, a sushi restaurant, anything like that, I want to ask if the animal's already ejaculated before. Well, here's I'm... the thing. Here's the thing. I didn't even underline this, but it says she was eating a portion of cooked whole squid, so it was cooked. So it wasn't which means living. It had to be dead. So what? What? What business does this squid have ejaculating after its death? I, I want to do that but, at my funeral. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> it was great. hilarious when he's like, he just shot that huge cum load <laughs> in the middle of the funeral while they're giving his eulogy. I want to do that trick. That, that would that would mean though that you'd have to have a boner when you die. And I want to be buried without pants, <laughs> just fully <laughs> nude. People, you can decide uh, which story uh, one here, episode uh, three thirty four. Just go vote sickerownpodcast.com. Uh, Wanker, we got a few phone calls to the Sicker on Hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor, Audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Wackerly, it's been a while. Uh, we haven't done thought experiments here on the show for a long time, and the people have been emailing them, uh, calling them in, and I've uh, just kind of just been putting them away in like a uh, in, in a folder in the nether regions of my computer. Yeah, and I just uh, you know I was like thinking about it. I'm like you know it's been a while since we've done thought experiments. It's been a while since I've heard the sick and wrong thought experiment theme music. So uh, let's, let's let's get that. Going. Second row, All right, we have one that was uh, called in to us, and um, and uh, a few that were emailed that we're gonna get to. All right, here's the first thought experiment. Hey, Dean Lance, it's uh, Paul from Hunter Mile House, British Columbia, in Canada. 
Um, first time caller. I've been listening to you guys about two years. Uh, you guys are pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I've got a thought experiment for you. Um, actually, two of them. But I'll give you the first one. Might not be as good. If you could sleep with the Olsen twins, Mary Kate and Ashley there, and uh, you know, have a threesome, do everything that you don't know, porn to do, the girl and girl, all that stuff. But the drawback <laughs> the is you'd have to. <laughs> What did he say? Do everything. No, it's a like, get to the point. <laughs> it's kind of good. I don't like. I have no attraction to Mary Kate and and Ashley. I don't know about you. I would have sex with them just for the story, and then I'd ejaculate my juice sperm into their mouth. <laughs> attached. <laughs> it would just attach. I mean, I I remember them just be they like when they're infants. It's gross. Yeah, but you look at them now. They're they're hot. They're attractive. I heard I John I Stamos. Kind of freaky. I heard John Stamos on Howard Stern, and Stern asked him, he was like, would you have sex with the Olsen twins? He's like, hell yeah. Yeah, but John Stamos would have sex with anything. Yeah, but he was I mean, to uncle. me, they remind me of like the, those girls from The Shining. No, they're more attractive than that, although they are a bit just, skinny I mean, saying the case. creep factor, though, just like there are, I, whenever there's twins who like live their whole life together, it bothers me. <laughs> I, used to, I used to date a girl with twin older sisters, and they like... Went to the same college, like lived in the dorms together. When they moved out, they both moved to New York City, ended up living in the same condo building. They were just weird and creepy. Are you jealous of the attachment? No, I think it's bizarre. I think it's weird and creepy. <laughs> like, get away I think from twins me. are just weird and creepy, but I would have sex with both the Olsen twins. You, every time you saw a picture of them, you'd see yourself sleeping or having sex with John Stamos. That's number one. Okay, okay. That's bizarre. All right, so the thought experiment here is, the question is, you can have sex with Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, do all the porn moves or whatever, porno sex, have sex with them any way you want, but then every time you see a picture of them, you think you're having sex with John Stamos? Or you see a picture of yourself having, it's like a a fucked up picture of Dorian Gray, but you're really fucking Dorian Gray and really Dorian Gray is John Stamos. So, okay, wait, are you still able to have sex with the Olsen twins, or actually are you just fucking John Stamos thinking you're having sex with the Olsen twins? It's almost like Total Recall. Yeah. like, uh, like if I mean, what, Is what you remember what really happened? or? And I guess I would have to say I wouldn't do it. If why, in my John mind Stamos is an attractive man. John Stamos? John Stamos is an attractive man, Wackerly. It's true. But still, I... Uh, I mean, I, I guess it, it kind of negates the the enjoyment of having sex with the Olsen twins. Because I guess you enjoyed it at the time, but th- th- you don't have the memory of it. Every time you can think fr- about it. Can your friends tell you? Can, can you be your- like, oh my God, I feel so bad that I fucked John Stamos. And you would be like, no, no, dude. That's just your mind. You really had sex with Mary-Kate and Ashley. And I'd be like, oh, okay, dude, thanks thanks for telling me. I feel better now. But I feel, still remember having sex with John Stamos. And you'd be like... It's all right. Here, I have some photos of when you had sex with Mary Kate and Ashley. Okay, so what if you videotaped it? And then you watch the videotape? Did like, the Olsen twins have John Stamos's head on them? I guess like, so. <laughs> and there's two of him? <laughs> all right, that would bother me. I guess that'd be a no for me. Let's, let's see what the second question is here. Two is, if your cum was magical and it could cure anything, but the thing is, the person that get cured would have to suck you off from the beginning, and then swallow, and that's the only way it would work, would you cure somebody in your immediate family? 
your mother, your dad, or your brother. <laughs> Maybe kind of sick, but uh, hey, that's the name of the show. Have a good day. Talk to you later. Bye. That was in a movie or something, or, yeah. or else we've done that thought Have experiment. Have we done that? Like, it sounds really familiar. Right. I don't know. Maybe we have done that before. Um, or we discussed it or something. It, it just sounds familiar. Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I love my family members, so I, I guess I would, even though it would be something that I wouldn't want to discuss with them again. <laughs> I just wouldn't tell them. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I'm dying, and I heard your sperm has magical qualities. And I'd be like, no, you, you heard, heard wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Glad I'm not related to you, actually. All right. I, I, I might go through the emergency ward, though, and find the really hot, terminally ill girls. But, okay, so like, people hey. of your immediate family know, but any uh, super hot chicks dying of cancer, you're like, ah, all right, you know, hey, I, I got this... Uh, That'd be great to hear you convince him. I got, I got this alternative treatment. It's an alternative therapy I've been working on for a few years. I would get a doctor to write a note. <laughs> Look, cert- certified. <laughs> nine, nine out of ten doctors agree that my sperm is magical. This is Lance Wackerly's magic sperm treatment. It's unorthodox, <laughs> but it's effective. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. That's how it would go. The problem is you wouldn't get the girls at the first stages of uh, treatment because, uh, you know, the first stages of cancer, they'd probably be like, ah, we'll just go with chemo. You know, why not? But then I bet oh, you... Hey, by, I got some good sperm over here. But I bet it's you really by good. the third... You I'll know, just take the chemo, thanks. Once chemo hasn't worked a couple times and they're bald and they're like, you know, look like a Holocaust uh, survivor, they probably mm. would look at you and say, all right, I guess I'll do the uh, what Lance Wackley magic sperm here. <laughs> you know, let's, uh, let's give this a go. But by that point, you probably aren't attracted to them anymore. I'd still for the good of the for the good of the patient. I'll go through with it. <laughs> All right, the uh, second thought experiment here uh, comes in from Alex. He's uh, 44, an engineer in the oil industry in Aberdeen, Scotland. He says, "I listened to you pair for far too long. You preserve my sanity." So this thought experiment concerns your trust of each other. Well, uh, right there is the problem. I don't trust Wackerly very much. There, Alex. Nope. Uh, would D accept the following offer from Lance and vice versa? Choice of any type of sex with the person, animal, or vegetable of your choice, knowing later you would then have to have sex with a person, animal, or vegetable of Lance's choice. Okay, so if I'm reading this correctly, I get to choose whatever I want, like the, the, the epitome of what I, my desire I get to have sex with but then I have to have sex with what you choose for me to have sex with. Is I thought that I get to choose what you have sex with, then you get to choose what I have sex with. Well, pretty much. I think, uh, well, uh, yeah. I guess that's pretty much. Is that what you said? Well, more or less. <laughs> very I guess confusing. I guess, what if the thing that I choose isn't willing to have sex with you? I, I think it's this. I think I get to choose first. I get to have sex with the, the woman of my dreams. But in order to have sex with the woman of my dreams... Or afterwards, I have to have sex with what you pick out for me to have sex with. Oh, that's different. Okay, let's talk about that then. I think that's what it is. So, okay, I'm going to say I want to have sex with Kate Upton. And I do want to have sex with Kate Upton. But I would be unwilling to have sex with Kate Upton if I had to fuck what you you picked out for me to fuck. Because I don't trust what you'd want me to fuck. I mean, Am I supposed to not say what you would have to fuck if you fucked Kate Upton? Okay, 
I do really want to fuck. How about Kate like Upton. Peter Frampton? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to fuck Peter Frampton. I don't think I could do it. Would you like to get fucked by Peter Frampton? In order to fuck Kate Upton? No. I, I mean, I, I would just jack off the Kate Upton pictures of Kate Upton dancing to the Dougie or something in that video. I, I don't think I would... I, I mean, yes, it would be nice to have sex with her. I just don't want to have to live the fact that I got sodomized by Peter Frampton. Do you think he would make, like, you know, his guitar yeah. speak while he was yes, sodomizing of me? He would. That's part of the deal. <laughs> he would say, you're my bitch. In guitar language, all right. Well, he said are, like he said person or vegetable or animal. I mean, like I don't like a shark. You might die. I guess you could, yeah. I or mean, a gorilla, or a silverback gorilla. Well, I mean, I think he's he's testing if I actually did trust you. If you would pick out like another equally hot chick for me to fuck, which I don't think you would do. No, of course not. All right, how about this? If I okay, you would have sex with the woman of your dreams, whoever that may be. Who who is it? Who is it currently? Uh, Christina Hendricks. Sure, Rosie yeah, O'Donnell. Christina Hendricks, she's real hot. Okay. Um, all right, I would choose someone who's a person, animal, and vegetable. Terry Schiavo. <laughs> At least I could get it over with quickly. And I would be the only one who knew about it. You wouldn't be, though, because I'd have to, you, like, I'd have to videotape. It'd have to be on break.com. <laughs> That's not part of the deal. <laughs> what would you do? Would you do it from behind? Of course. You well, I can't look her at over. her. I won't be able to maintain an erection if I look at her face. Remember, she made that noise. It was like a like that, right? What that about that a... woman that had her neck severed? <laughs> that was, the head that was one? just fop- she was actually not that. I wouldn't say she was unattractive. Terry Schiavo had a weird shape to her because she'd been in a coma for so long. Well, yeah, like a, she looked like a vegetable, like a potato, or a yeah, yam. Like, or. Yeah, I a mean, big just, yam. like Jabba the Hutt, that kind of like. She wasn't sure, that yeah. fat, but she was kind of that shape. So I, I don't know. So I, I guess my answer is no, Alex. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it either. I, just because I don't trust what Lance would pick out for me. All right, here's the, here's the last thought experiment. He goes, here, I have your expert analysis. Here I have for your expert analysis one of nature's eternal conundrums. However, this may fall more within Wackerly's remit, as it is a thought experiment that morphs into an is that gay question. My question is this. If every time you jerked off, your arm shrank by a quarter inch, would you stop wanking while you could still reach the little guy? And how long would your arms be before you and another short-arm monkey spanker began to negotiate some mutual five-knuckle shuffling? Why wouldn't you just get a girlfriend at that point? <laughs> well, he says right here, because I think most right-thinking chicks would be somewhat turned off by short-armed wankers begging for favors. So would you bite the bullet and accept that choking the chicken was no longer a solitary pastime while you could still wipe your own arse? Personally, I would only use the stranger, saving my big arm for punching short-arm knob-knucklers in the face. Yours, Mickey DeSicky, England. Oh, you can keep one long arm and then just jerk off with the other one? I think you'd have I, one. I was under the impression both of your arms shrank at the same rate. I think he's saying just your one jerk-off arm. So it's like if you're... Oh, yeah. I would just have a really short left arm. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd have like a little T-Rex left arm and then just a regular... So that means I bet you most guys would have yeah. one short arm and one long arm. And then you just wear like a prosthetic arm over the little tiny arm. <laughs> 
Well, I think uh, you know what, what if think, you don't what if you if what if you don't I mean you can jerk off without using your hands you can use a People couch fuck the couch yeah I mean your your bed you know the mattress <laughs> you have I mean, to keep buying couches because they keep getting really small like <laughs> nice love seat yeah it used to be like a full twelve foot couch last week but think about it though if every guy had one short arm and one long arm well then uh, you know it's, you, you I don't think you'd have a problem getting a chick because they have no choice exactly you know. Be graded on a curve. Yeah, so I don't think it would be that big of a problem. I, I, I would continue jerking off then. And guys with literally tiny dicks would have longer arms because, like, they wouldn't be able to reach him and they'd have to stop jerking off. Where if you had a really, short, really, really, really short arm, she'd be like, you can still jerk off with that? Damn, you must be <laughs> able to, like, wrap that thing around your shoulder. <laughs> like, goddamn right. I just have a hand coming out of my, out, right out of the socket, my, you know, shoulder socket. I, I definitely don't, don't see any reason why I'd have to negotiate with another uh, short-arm guy to say, hey, can you jerk me off? So what happens if, an, if, if another guy jerks you off? Does their arm get shorter? Or is that just fine? <laughs> That's fine. I think that's fine. Yeah, I, I don't understand why you would... Because, I mean, if, if, if you live in a, in a country where every guy has one short-arm, one long-arm, I don't think you'd have a problem finding a girl to jack you off. So, yeah, I don't know. I think there's probably a lot of short-arm wankers in, uh, in the U.K., but I like I like the Im- implication that the women have normal arms. What, what about all the women that are jelling themselves off? Well, that's fine, dude. There's Their nothing wrong with longer. girls. There's nothing wrong with girls <laughs> masturbating. <laughs> when they when they finger themselves, their arm gets longer. So you've got these women with these like their arms are like trailing behind them on the ground. But you know, though, it's different though because a girl doesn't have to masturbate. I mean, no, but they do. They, they still do. do. But I know, like some girls that could just go like two weeks, three months, years, without even diddling. Which, which we have to. If we don't do it, we will, you know, hold a grudge and go kill somebody that gave us an atomic wedgie fifty years ago. You know, not to we, mention you're like trailing a couple of bean bags around. Exactly. Like we have to do it, or then we're we're going to have a nocturnal emission, which is just embarrassing for everybody involved. Um, people, much. you can call us in with your. You can call in your sick and wrong thought experiments. Two zero six 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 three eight four six. Remember, we we don't typically like to answer the thought experiments that just involve would you stick your dick in this or would you stick your dick in that. We usually try to try to have something that's a bit more cerebral. So uh, give us a call. We need some more thought experiments. Two zero six 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 three eight four six. Well, Ankerly, uh, we we don't really have time to get to these emails. Maybe next week. Um, people, if you haven't already, go to iTunes right now. And uh, subscribe, rate, and comment on the show. I noticed that uh, we received some good comments, some favorable comments this past week, and uh, it actually boosted our rating, our, our ranking on iTunes. You know, back in the day, we used to always be like top 20. But now that all these famous people, popular, famous comedian people started their own podcast, everyone's on the bandwagon. Why aren't famous down. people more lazy? I mean, you're already famous and you have a house in Beverly Hills. Like, why do you want to have a podcast? God, you're, because they're in love with it. They're, 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 they're so self-possessed. It's ego. That's what it is. Bastards. Are there agents like, you can't just sit around and do nothing. I mean, I know we can't get you any movies or anything, so you should go do a podcast. Like, God, I don't want to. Do it. Leave the podcasting to the professionals, God damn it. <laughs> We're there. We're there in the beginning. Anyway, go to iTunes, listen to the show, subscribe, rate, and comment. We appreciate it. Also, uh, we have some Sick and Wrong Quad OTs left. Only a few extra larges and larges. So if you want a Sick and Wrong Quad OT, 
now's your chance to go to get one. Uh, go to SigmaRonPodcast.com slash store. I know I received like 10 orders this past week, and I'm going to mail them all tomorrow, I promise. But uh, get them while you still can, because we're not going to do another reprint of the Sigmaron Quarto T. Not now. We're going to do a new shirt. Uh, finally, here, the Sigmaron Song of the Week. I'm going to dedicate this one to all the dads on Father's Day. Special day for the dads. You call your father wanker? Yep. Papa Wackerly? Yep. Do you get do you get your father a gift on Father's Day? No. You no. just a phone call, not even a card? Nope. Yeah. Like, my dad does not want a card, and I don't even know what else he w- would want. I never understood. Not, like your mom, you can send flowers. I'm like, oh, I always love flowers, but you're not going to send your dad flowers. I, I mean, it's like I never understood what you're supposed to get your dad for Father's Day. Like, a, you know, like you're supposed to get him a father fatherly gift. Like if I lived near him, then I would like I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna come over and bring some steaks and we'll grill them. But I would take yeah. him out to like Olive Garden or something. Yeah, the Olive Garden, the OG. That's, that's where, a good. That's where dads like to go. That, that's a good. That's a good Father's Day or the Red Lobster. That's a good Father's Day place. But anyway, I'm I'm gonna dedicate this sick and wrong song of the week to all the dads out there for Dad's Day. Um, dads, just you know, use this day to get fucking wasted. Just go get drunk. And then go around and tell all of your children how you wish you'd worn a condom the <laughs> night they were conceived. It would have made your life so much better. Anyway, this is a song by uh, Bruce McCullough from his record, uh, Shame Bass Man, which is a fine album. Bruce McCullough was uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, comedic actors from the show Kids in the Hall. I wonder what he's doing these days. Anyway, uh, this song's called Daddy's on the Drink. And uh, we're going to dedicate this to all the dads, hopefully getting really, really drunk on Father's Day. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 335. Until then, take a sleazy. Good night. The face of work is a drunk man in the same chair, chewing on the same bone for 5,000 nights. The face of work is a coffee cup in hand, frustrated, you don't get it, they all don't get it, y'all don't understand, man. Daddy's on the drink again. Daddy's on the drink again. Daddy's do another rant on shame and blame and guilt again had a sip at six and still hasn't swallowed it daddy's on the couch again slumped he's in that slouch again his fat drunk bum pushes the cushions out my friend you know my dad drinks rye yeah whose dad doesn't there's nothing on tv there's nothing on tv then what are you watching dad He falls asleep, wakes up, dark, dry mouth, and somehow he's in bed. Is there a fairy? Is there a drunk dad fairy that tiptoes in, takes a TV changer out of his hand, puts a blanket around his shoulders, lifts his head off his chest so his neck won't be sore tomorrow when the liquor leaves him for a time? Is there a drunk dad fairy that pays for that Chinese food? Daddy's on the couch again. Drink on knee, he stares out again. My dad, your granddad was a drunk. I guess it skipped a generation with me. Really, dad? You know my problem. I'm a workaholic. Really, dad? You don't know what I go through at work. And what was he like at work? The same teetering room, temperature rye and seven splashing on the merchandise. Other hand pulling up pants when he rants. Ah, you don't know what I go through at home, do you? Let's order some chink 
Where's that menu? I think we got some stuff we usually order circles. I'm starved. Daddy's on the drink again. Harasses mom who's at the sink again. What happened to the girl I married? Well, Dad, she watched you all these years. Mommies, don't let your babies grow up to be daddies. These daddies, bad daddies, dead daddies, or mummies. Make your babies grow up and maybe they won't be these daddies. Dead, drunk, rant and roll Too upset to eat Three hours later Can we just eat some Chinese food? Daddy's on the drink again Daddy's Ass music I like that crap you listen to It's like group Hey, Winnipeg Beach I was a goddamn king Then you came along, didn't you? Use a pineapple chicken ball. Hey guys, it's me, Rallo, and I'm just here to tell you that I don't always use sex toys, but when I do, I go to adamandeve.com, type in coupon code DIGITAL and get 50% off any item of my purchase, along with free shipping and free adult DVDs, and a gift so sensual that I can't even talk about it, and I'm fucking Rallo. Anyway, keep up the good work and just go get your freak on.